fiberglass on your dick tip. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Why? That's the <laughs> you know I have fiberglass stuff, okay? You know it. I have a big problem with fiberglass. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Can't cap. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Howdy. And Casey. You're out of time. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? This month, we're out of control and out of time, mister. We're doing time travel movies, y'all. Last week, I brought one of my personal favorites, G.I. Samurai. God, it just, nothing like going back to feudal Japan and just making people smile with grenades. Uh, this week, <laughs> Jay, you brought something a little different. On this week's episode, we watch a sequel to Jean-Claude Van Damme's Time Cop, but without Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's Time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision. Colon. Jay, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. After years of laborious effort, you have completed the time machine in your basement. You're very proud of the effort Ooh. that you've put into this. Uh, you. You're you're hopping into your little go-kart seat for the first time and firing things up and getting ready to fling yourself through time. Uh, I know the difference between a screwdriver and a wrench. You absolutely do. You What you don't know is how to construct a time machine. Uh, so That sounds right. This thing's about to fling you into the opposite wall at 88 miles per hour. So in the 10 seconds before that occurs, sell us on this movie. In the sequel to a movie about JCVD kicking villains in time, Jason Scott Lee kicks new villains in new times. That's six, seven seconds? Six or seven? (laughs) Yeah. And a remarkably concise description, right? We have people kicking people in the past and in the future just through time. Yeah. And not just kicking. You know, there's some punching and slapping and in shooting. there, too. But oh, yeah. there's some slapping. There's some night sticking. You know that when I build stuff and I make poor decisions, I don't do that in the part of the basement that has good concrete walls. I do that in the part of the basement that's drywalled because I also don't know much about home construction. So you are on the other side doing something <laughs> probably intelligent, right? As my body smashes through the wall at 88 miles an hour and takes you the motherfuck out in the 10 seconds before you come out, sell us on this movie. Jason Scott Lee fucks up my ultimate fantasy but makes up with it for karate and his perfect torso. I'm in a toxic relationship with time cop torsos, okay? Nine seconds. (laughs) And your toxic torsos are spot on. At least you're aware of it? I would steal something out of my mom's purse for that torso. About four out of nine seconds used were on the topic of torsos. (laughs) I can't help it. I'm a mammal. So, I mean, like, let's start there. (laughs) All right. If we're going to set up Casey's toxic torso problem, let's first talk about the movie that shitty cinema watched. Are we not even going to talk about my ultimate fantasy? (laughs) I'm 
Yes, this is a let's Casey do it. it week. It's uh, I'm hammer. actually, I'm, I'm, I want to follow up on the uh, the mammal comments. So you're saying like a platypus presented with a photo of Jason Scott Lee's torso would be, would like, be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to have his eggs. Yeah, I want to lay his eggs. Yeah, me too. Yeah, as the sole egg laying mammal, I still find this reproductively interesting. Yeah, maybe dropping them. In Time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision, 20 years has passed since JCVD saved the world. In the interim, the Time Enforcement Commission, or TEC for you acronym lovers, got some new time travel that doesn't involve jettisoning their agents towards a brick wall at Mach 1. 2025 is fucking lit. I love the brick wall, though. (laughs) This is great. Is it going to work? Uh, Are they going to splatter? I like right. my future technology kind of wrapped up with fair ride technology. <laughs> <laughs> and I just yeah. feel cheated a little bit. It went too techno. Our heroic agent this time around is Ryan Chang, played by Jason Scott Lee, who's a cop in the spirit of Martin Riggs. He's one of those lone wolves that plays by his own rules. Ooh. Ryan even goes so far as to serve his suspension in the past so that he can get right back to work without actually taking the 30 days off. Oh, he just took it in the past, Dave? <laughs> Wow! Oh, and he returns with a time criminal who just so happened to be at the same place in the past where he was. Because that's how coincidences work, right? (laughs) Yeah, and it turns out that the arrest is part of this competing organization called the Society. They have concerns about secret tribunals who kill these so-called criminals, which seems fucking reasonable to me. Like, I'm not in for secret government tribunals. But the tension really gets going when the society and the TEC meet up in Berlin in 1940 because, see, the TEC thinks that we shouldn't change history, but the society, they think that we have a moral obligation to shoot Hitler in the face because, because well, it, it seems obvious. Well, the society is wrong. They should absolutely shoot Hitler in the face, but they should do it while he's a baby. Be a man. <laughs> Stop. Like, by that time, so many people had been killed already, so just... Brick that baby, move along. Man, okay. I'm I'm really excited for your your new track, Brick That Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Parenthetical Hitler. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, you acting crazy. Casey would definitely shoot Hitler in the face. You. We'll we'll talk about that later. I got a new grime album. <laughs> Super agent Ryan stops the assassination of Hitler, weird sentence to say, by shooting his would-be assassin. Too bad she was the wife of the leader of the society, a man by the name of Brandon Miller. Miller spends two years in jail before getting sprung on the weirdest technicality of all time. Oh, I see what you did there, Dave! Time. It's all time. Time. Time oh. cop. Okay, we're out of time for those puns, Dave. Miller decides to resolve the TEC problem by going into the past and killing the TEC agent's ancestors, effectively erasing their descendants from history until only Ryan is left. Since Ryan can remember his erased co-workers for some reason, he quickly figures out that he's next and begins chasing Miller through the history of his own family tree. Ryan also returns to the present multiple times, which is increasingly unrecognizable to him at this point. Miller's changes resulted in a war which changed the lives of all of his co-workers and even wiped the memory of Hitler from Earth. Ryan saves the life of his ancestors until he arrives at a moment from his own past, the day Ryan's father dropped dead of a surprise aneurysm. 
Oh, see, Ryan's father was a professor and expert on time travel. And in the day in question, he'd gotten into a spirited debate with the consequences of time travel. Like, should they travel to the past or not? And as Ryan rushes back to try and save his father, he learns that his student that his father was arguing with was none other than Miller. See, this is the day that everything began. Ryan's too late to save his father, but he does save his past child self from being shot in the face. I, yeah, okay. <laughs> had that therapy appointment he fights and defeats miller who is humiliated in front of his future wife or past dead wife and his former self i don't know there's too many different timeline people here at the same time ryan uses young miller as leverage and old miller calls him on his bullshit yeah because it's inconsistent to say don't change the past except for when i'm big mad bro miller isn't wrong about that dave And the irony is that Ryan chooses not to, which causes young Miller to change his mind about becoming the movie's villain, which causes none of the movie to happen because it changes history and Ryan fades away just to reappear in 2025 and somehow still remembers everything as the movie fades to black as a return to status quo. And I think ultimately it was the prophet Getty Lee who told us that if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. I'm choosing to believe this is a slider situation where Jason Scott Lee, every time he gets in the time travel machine, is just going to an alternate but close enough timeline. But that would apply then that there's a multiple Jason Scott Lee, maybe like hopping streams. So at some point they Mm -hmm. should be able to to be in the same time. I I don't think that's that's how Time Cop 2 does it. I I think Time Cop 2... <laughs> really focuses on the scene. They're jumping back and forth in a single timeline. In the movie's logic, they are jumping back and forth in the same timeline, which does make it a little confusing uh, uh, on the, the end of the movie, right? Where his, it turns out his confusing. father was murdered by Miller, the protagonist of the film. Cause like, I don't think it's hypocritical of him to say that he wants to change it at this point. Right? Like his job is to stop time travelers from fucking with the timeline just because this time it was his dad who was the victim of it doesn't mean it's not his job. It's still his job is to stop That's them true. from fucking with the timeline. That's a good point. He really does seem like he's obligated to, to right. prevent his father's death in virtue of the fact that his father was killed by a time traveler, which arguably is going to change his entire direction of his life, and maybe he won't become a TEC uh, cop and then not save right. his father. I, yeah, I don't know. Right. From his viewpoint, the prime timeline is the one where his father died and he went to work for the TEC. Sure. So, sure. like, does he not also then need to preserve that up to that point? Probably doesn't matter because the TEC is super bad at the job and lets their agents just, like, go to the 1800s <laughs> to get drunk and start fights with old-timey racist cops. But, you know, it's just weird to include a scene when no. with your guy like, oh, we're here to preserve the timeline, but also we're going to go back and beat up racists. I'm cool with a movie where Jason Scott Lee travels through time beating up racists. Oh, man. I'm Honestly, very I on board with this film. Police sensitivity training. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Scott Lee comes and beats right. you up. Right. Don't be a dick or a time traveling Jason Scott Lee may show up. I'm in for that. I and, Okay, so. There's a worrying thing, though, right, with the TEC, because they admit that if everything goes right, then the only person who knows what happened is the agent, right? Police policing themselves. What could go wrong? There's not even police policing themselves. Nobody. The time agents, it stops with them. 
Yeah, they're, they're literally incapable of oversight, right. which they kind of had to paint the society as just like, ooh, they're cartoonishly evil, because otherwise they literally were just there to observe and make sure that the time agents weren't fucking with all of history. Right. It was a right. very reasonable request. If you're going to have time cops, you probably should have uh, someone auditing them. And right. that seems fucking reasonable. And And don't forget that these are both two government agencies that work for the same government right and and they try to frame it as though the society from top to bottom is all corrupt nearly every society agent we see is literally just trying to do their job of observing and maintaining it (laughs) it's just brandon miller at the top who's like actually i should be the arbiter of historical decisions doesn't matter if you lock him up he is the absolute professional at sliding into a personal conversation when you're trying to discuss something private. Casey's been watching a lot of celebrity interviews. I just watched like a four, like four clips from that movie back to back of him just like creepily sliding up of them like, okay, we can't tell anybody about the XYZ. And he's like, so I was shopping for an XYZ the other day. (laughs) Oh my God, what are you guys doing here? Bing, bang, boom. Hits him with a zip and then, you know, leaves. I am absolutely shocked that any record whatsoever of the press junket for Time Cop 2 continues to exist. I think it was a straight-to-video film. Who are, yeah, who are, who are we saving that for? Who are you making that for in the first place? Me. <laughs> Casey. Obviously. Next question. So the Society as a government oversight organization, probably a pretty good idea. Well, yeah. the TEC is just doing whatever the fuck they want and hanging out in right. the past, starting fights with cops. But our main villain, Brandon Miller. Yeah. Uh, our cartoonishly evil. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> is he? His hair is so blonde. Platinum. He He's is. Very blonde. What year is this? 2003? Yeah. Oh, wow. Is it? I had that same hair color in 2003. Okay. I'm not sure, though, that Miller is necessarily evil, cartoonishly evil. He's certainly uh, a bit misguided at points and jaded, but he gets shit on, man. Hey, if I get shot while trying to kill baby Hitler, will you please fuck up time (laughs) to avenge me? Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go ham. Thank you. I would do way better than Miller because, for one, I would just go straight to anarchy. I am going to go back in time and help build the pyramids. Aliens, motherfucker. (laughs) It's not his insistence on killing Hitler that makes me say that he's cartoonishly evil. Although, if you're going to claim that you're going to use time travel to kill Hitler for the benefit of humanity, I'm suspicious if you choose to do so after World War II is well under fucking way. Yes! Why did they wait till almost the end, please? it's, It's when he's arguing with... Uh, Agent Ryan's professor dad and the professor dad asked him well who should we appoint the arbiter of all of time you and he says yeah sure like, yeah. yeah dude be self aware enough to realize that this is a cartoonishly evil moment I don't know man I've met a lot of undergrads that would also say that <laughs> I would that's fair <laughs> Jason Scott Lee. Yeah. His dad. Yeah. Can get it. That's it. (laughs) 
When Jason Scott Lee saves his dad and his mom from getting murdered in an 80s dance club from Mr. McBadman. <laughs> Actually, honestly, both of his parents can get it. And I mean that in real you life, know, too, probably. Based on what he looks like, y'all can get it. I'm going to be honest. I don't disagree with you anymore, actually. Yeah. After letting you work through it. Yeah, no. Uh, sure. Both his movie parents as well as probably his real-life parents. Right? So, Casey, you're you're 100% on board with traveling back and killing Hitler, presumably going back a bit before World War II is uh, yeah. underway. Baby Hitler. Be Casey. humane and just baby. Break that baby. She's going to break him. Just break to the head. Shout Bam. out to my high school English teacher who brought that moral dilemma to us. And mm. it's just one of those. I'm like, In that I form? don't understand. Yes. Would you brick baby Hitler? Yes. The kid that he asked was like, no, I couldn't brick a baby. And I was just like, oh, uh, <laughs> okay. We've talked about Casey's passion for Jason Scott Lee's toxic torso, but we haven't really talked about him as our protagonist, Ryan. So, uh, Casey, why don't you, you seem to be gushing. Why don't He's you tell us a little bit about your two nipples? Your yeah. Okay. He's Kay. got like the pecs of a much larger man. Oh, it's all right. Really? Yeah. What's below it's, that? But, oh my God. Yeah, tell me. Abs on abs on abs on abs. But <laughs> he's not like UFC cut. Like he okay. has like a healthy layer of like hydration <laughs> and shit. Okay. Like, he yeah. looks like a healthy. Oh my god. He, he, he looks he's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks healthy. No nobody's cutting water weight for a weigh in mm. here, but he is one of those human beings that makes you go, you know what, maybe the lizard men are real because that is not a <laughs> human musculature underneath there. He looks There's like too many muscles. An Italian marble statue. How is he as a protagonist of the movie? No, Italian marble. Italian As the protagonist of the movie, statue. eh, he's he's fine. His torso, he's mediocre. <laughs> he has his like shirt open in the 1800s, and I would time travel to peep on him. Okay, I I would be John Lovitz from Little Nicky. I'm gonna restrict your answers to exclusively when his shirt is on. Buttoned all the way up. How yeah. is he as the protagonist of the film? Remember when he was wearing that film? little blouse, though? <laughs> that worked, too. It was so blousey. I, I respect the I spirit of the question. I want to see Eric from uh, The Little Mermaid. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I like Jason Scott Lee as an action star. i sure he's not the most compelling actor, but... I think that he does action well, and he's fun, and he has a lot so of, fun. you know, he has fun with the role. So I yeah, enjoyed he's him. Cheeky, right? And and he has some good fighting scenes, like the prison riot scene that is. Um, yes, I'll very generously call it old boyish. Uh, <laughs> it's not, but it reminds me of someone who watched Old Boy. And then was like, hey, but I can do that with my high school project. And you're like, yeah, buddy, and you got a real martial artist. Look at that. You won't believe the movie I watched this weekend. <laughs> I've got an idea. Yeah. No, it's, it, it was fun, well done martial arts. Yeah. Was it the most eye-popping, like, Jackie Chan shit? No. Absolutely but, not, no. Absolutely not. You know, traveling back in time has huge consequences. And we saw some of those as Jason Scott Lee jumped through time 
and people's haircuts got worse and worse. First of all, <laughs> Dr. Widow went through a goth phase, and honey, we weren't living. Something was off mm. with her eyebrows. I don't know what's going on. But I think she like put in her contract, like, I want a makeover scene. And I'm like, the best we can do is a goth. <laughs> it, it looked like she stopped at a hot topic and chose the least controversial stuff there. I Ooh, like that. I'm going to say Gadzooks. <laughs> that was from Gadzooks. Oh, I love Gadzooks. I like that in your version, this was a mall rat scenario where she's like, fuck it, I'm at least getting a new wardrobe out of I'm this. I'm getting some clothes, <laughs> for sure. I would, too. Yep. The whole sequence where uh, Ryan is just rocketing himself back and forth in time, trying to fix the timeline and fucking it up more and more each time is just cartooniness. Like he comes back to, you know, the goth doctor one time. Another time he comes back and his boss is wearing an eye patch. Yeah. Yeah, I lost it in the war. Man. <laughs> How else are you going to know that he's changed the past if the present people don't drastically change but also, the IT guy remember. never changed. I just don't think he yeah. could act or only okay. brought one change of clothes and he didn't I, read his contract. I just, just forgot about him. I'm asking for this. You can either do the cartoony back and forth time travel stuff, right? With eye patches and goth makeovers. Or you can do the Cronenbergian nightmare when people touch their younger selves oh! and come back sprouting oh! a disgusting monstrosity grotesqueness out of their body which happens right at the start of this fucking movie <laughs> and sets a really inappropriate tone akira gross of like baby faces coming yeah. out of your flesh kind of gross body horror right and it's a it's a change from the first time cop because in the first time cop the same matter can't not. exist in the same space and when they touch they melt into a puddle of goo. In this one, they touch, and apparently the the, the adult version fuses with the, the pre-teen version of him, and it's, like, coming out of his chest with gross shit, and they're both alive and suffering. It's fucking... It's traumatic. It's awful, if I'm being right, honest. Which, like, I'm not surprised the makers of Time Cop 2 chose not to respect the continuity of their hallowed franchise. <laughs> But, like, by choosing not to do so and right at the start of your fucking film, why did you set this weird tone and then you're going to be like, all right, actually, we're going to be cartoony and funny with this. No, man, that was weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> that's not jumping the shark. That's that's something else entirely. That's razor blading the dildo. We don't right, Like, they it. have... They have so many rules about how time travel works, and then they yeah. respect none of them. Like, sometimes people get erased from time, but everybody still remembers them, and that's not how erased from time works. Right. They should erase the memory, but right. instead they just poof out of existence, and everyone's like, where did Carol go? Right. They're like, oh, no, he killed Carol's grandma, so she was never born. I need you to parse that fucking sentence for me. <laughs> Is it a requirement to work at the TEC that you memorize the family tree of everyone you work at in case of accidental deletion so you can replicate it later for them? Okay, but here's how you can work this against the system. Every time you want some time off, another one of your relatives died, and like, you don't have an uncle ramble. 
And you're like, oh, my mm. God, he was deleted. Well, he's dead and I'm in mourning and I've got these <laughs> tickets to Mexico that I cannot return. So trust me, he's dead. So I got to go. And they also do something that could have been interesting had they explored it, but they they really hand wave it away. And I'm not really sure how it works anyway, but the time travel fatigue, the idea that you don't want someone repeatedly traveling through time, despite the fact that later on in the movie, as we've talked about, Ryan gets sent back and forth through time. He's drafting. Oh, he's God. drafting. He's sure. not, like, you know, he's not tailgating. He's drafting. It's like nine times in a row. They should have put the Benny Hill theme underneath. Right. 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 And it felt that way. But the idea of like fatiguing your body and going through something, you know, that that is an interesting concept. And it's sort of unfortunate that that they don't really play with it at all. It's like it's like jet lag, but for time travel. Sure. I also, imagine, I don't I mean, want them to, because if what they brought to the same matter, same space territory, <laughs> that grossness, I don't want to see what like happens oh. like are you gonna shit your spinal cord out or something i don't want to ah, see it no. i don't want to see it no maybe the whole uh like fatigue of time travel is just them bouncing back and forth through the timeline picking up pathogens their body doesn't carry anything no. for <laughs> so they're just coming like you got to figure every time they time travel you instantly get a little bit sick right right off the bat like montezuma's revenge Dude, I think as soon as you start thinking about some of the practical consequences, like the fact that nobody would speak, at, nobody would understand the fucking way that you talk. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Germs are one of those things. Hey, I know this has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about at this moment, but I do have to get this out. Dave, you mentioned earlier... No, I did, but you listened earlier when I said that Jason Scott Lee should play Eric in The Little Mermaid. I remember why. It wasn't just his beautiful white blouse. It was that amazing scene of him beating up the racist Irish cops. He took the nightsticks and was playing them, their faces, oh, like yeah. a steel drum. And it was awesome. Yeah. And I was singing Under it was the a really Sea. It was really fun sequence. I didn't personally hear the steel drums, but I did. Uh, yeah, I, it was definitely a fun sequence uh, with a couple of batons and beating up some uh, old timey racist cops. There's a few good fights in this, and there's even uh, some decent gunplay. Yeah, uh, one of my biggest issues with movies from this time frame is that they tend to get one martial arts star and then they cheap out on all of the other stunt people. And that wasn't really the case here. We got a couple really good fight sequences. We got some really fun gunfights throughout it. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. a variety of weaponry. I just, again, I'm completely on board for just a Jason Scott Lee time travels, punching and killing racist movie. Because that was a decent chunk of this movie and it was some of the best parts. And we get some fun sci-fi technology. Like the little device that, that kills people by giving them an aneurysm. Surprise. It's like a, an aneurysm taser. Right. And that was kind of neat because they use it in the beginning of the movie to set it up. And then later it kills Ryan's father. I want to see them on QVC by the end of the year. (laughs) (laughs) The annual taser. Oh, that seems not dangerous at all. Yeah, I did. People to have that. 
I did think about that. I'm not on board with, you know, going back and giving aneurysms as you see fit through history. The whole, you know, who watches the Watchmen thing. I am, however, fully on board with looking up people who have died of aneurysms that were also dicks and time traveling back to roughly five minutes beforehand to let them know what's about to happen to them. (laughs) All right, Dave. We know what you would do with time travel, but the important question here at Shitty Cinema is Time Cop 2 colon The Berlin Decision. Would you watch it again? Oh, man. This is not a good sequel. I, I Let's say that right <laughs> off the bat. This is a fucking terrible sequel to Time Cop uh, by, ver- by virtually every measure. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? I liked that they were flinging the time cops at a wall. I thought it was fun, and the little blood splatters on the wall were in bad taste, but they still amused yes. me. Yes. So let me Don't have my brick that. wall. Could you have power washed this off? Absolutely, but I'm glad you didn't for my sake. So, yeah, it's definitely not a good sequel to Time Cop. But goddamn, Jason Scott Lee's performance is a lot of fun. Uh, In that, especially that sequence where he just slaps around cops in the 1800s (laughs) was so much fucking fun. Uh, The plot is just absolute gobbledygook. This is the worst (laughs) kind of time traveling plot. None of it works at all. Please don't think about any of this for more than a moment. (laughs) But I will still watch it again. Yeah. Despite all of that. Casey, how about you? I know you didn't get your JCVD fix from this, but Time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision, would you watch it again? So (laughs) parts of this movie, all of this movie, is very dated. It's 2003. Mm. It is obviously 2003. But listen, I love the bad guy's every single outfit. All of his <laughs> trench coats are great. His super bleached hair is great. He probably has no hair nowadays. I mean, I hope you do, buddy, but probably not because that is so hard on your hair. I love all the conundrums that don't work. I hated the goth makeover, but I respect the woman for asking for it. The 1940s <laughs> fight scene outside where they're beating up some Nazis, fantastic. Um mm. Yeah, I would watch this again, and I'm going to watch this again soon. I really enjoyed it, not just for Jason Scott Lee's torso, but it's just a fun movie. It kind of reminded me of what's that movie where the guy is just like sucking Powerade through a backpack like it's dick for coke, and he's electric. Oh, um... The photon effect. The photon effect. I kind of got photon (laughs) (laughs) effect. I kind of got photon effect vibes from this. And kind of lower budget. I I loved it. I loved the premise. I love that there's someone in the world that, like, wouldn't kill Hitler. So good for you, probably. But it really comes down to Jay. You brought this. I was really scared when you brought this and pleasantly surprised when I watched it. But I need to know. 2003's Time Cop 2 colon The Berlin Decision. Would you watch it again? Man, I also was really scared when I brought Time Cop 2 because I looked at it and I got excited about seeing Jason Scott Lee 
and it looked absolutely ridiculous. And in many ways, it measured up to the ridiculousness. I think Dave's right that if you think about it as a time travel movie, as we unfortunately did, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We're there to have fun. Don't think about it too much. But it does have some interesting topics that it brings up about the consequences of time travel. And I love the idea of the two institutions going at each other. The fight scenes are fun. We get some great action. It's a pretty fast-moving movie. So, yeah, I'm going to watch Time Cop 2 again. Woo! So that's it. The verdict is in. Three out of three of us would watch Time Cop 2, colon, The Berlin Decision. But the real question is, would you? So give it a watch. We'd love to hear if you enjoyed it and what your relationship is to Jason Scott Lee's Toxic Toxic. Torso. Toxic torso. It can, the, toxic it's taking torso. my rent money. It's toxic. I'm Dave. working two jobs. It's working none. Toxic. <laughs> I'm paying for kids I don't even have. David, it's your turn next week. What are we watching? Next week, I'm bringing something that I really enjoy. And I'm going to be honest, I've just been looking for a fucking excuse to bring this to shitty cinema for a while. Because holy shit, does it suit our fucking podcast. <laughs> From the writer and director of Smoke and Aces, I'm going to be bringing in Boss Level from 2020. Oh, I have not seen that's that. a new movie. Yeah, I do love Smoke and Aces. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different in that we're not time traveling. We're going to be looping next week, Groundhog's Day Ooh. styles. But you know what? We'll, we'll get into that, that next week. That totally counts. Well, in the meantime, <laughs> oh, follow us on social media, Facebook puns. at Cinema, Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, PPL, Instagram at Casey.Cinema, Patreon slash ShittyCinema, or ShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes if you didn't catch all that. And in the meantime, let's turn off the lights, turn on our time machine, and find out exactly what Pup Jason Scott Lee's parents are in. I don't know. It's okay if it's in a three-way. Huh?